Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 2 of the AuthMaker podcast. My name is Chris, and I am founder of AuthMaker and director of a software consulting company called Stone Circle. In this episode, Julia and I will explore the concept of what we like to call single-feature applications. It takes us a little while to get to that part of the discussion, but the EmberConf recap at the beginning should fill you in on the context you'll need for the rest of the discussion once you get started. I hope you enjoy it. So, we are starting episode two of the AuthMaker podcast. It's been more than a week since we last recorded, and a lot has happened, uh, but we are still alive, which is good. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we still have to catch up on some of the things that have happened since the last recording, uh, such as EmberConf. Yeah. So, Julia, was that your first tech conference that you've ever been to it was yes and what is your kind of instant impression how how was it what did you think oh I loved it it was fantastic I spoke to a lot of people that said oh if it's your first one EmberConf is a great one Um, everyone's so nice it's so well organized and yeah it was really true I think it was a great experience oh yeah it was actually my first EmberConf uh, not my first tech conference, but uh, my first EmberConf, and yeah, it was uh, it was a big one, of course, because we had the training as well on the first day, which uh, yeah, that was uh, eventful. Twenty seven people, I think, was the total number on the day, all learning about building MVPs, full stack JavaScript applications using the AuthMaker curriculum, which was kind of cool. It was uh, a little bit frantic, but it was it was an exciting day, uh, very exciting, I think, anyway. Yeah. So I don't think we've actually talked much about what the training was. I don't think we even mentioned it in the first episode of this podcast. So I actually mentioned in the last podcast that uh, one of the reasons why we were working with you, Julia, was to help get the documentation for AuthMaker up and running so that we can actually have something for people to go to and know, find out what it is and how to actually use it. And that was supposed to be like a day a week. The app that we built on the day was? Yeah. Well, the first thing I thought of in terms of learning Ember was actually the first thing I did when I learned Ember, which was the Super Rentals tutorial that's on the Ember Ember Guides site. And it seemed a great place to start from in terms of the AuthMaker curriculum, like kind of taking you from just your Ember front end to full stack. So that's a small tutorial app. If you've built super rentals before it's basically just being able to post a rental view other people's rentals or no it's not even a posting rentals is it no i think it's just uh, it's just viewing rentals yeah i think the rentals are in the the mirage database right so super rental seemed like a great jumping off point for kind of extending it and trying to see like could we make this an AuthMaker full stack app that involved kind of tweaking the tutorial a bit and kind of figuring out our our own like extended path like after the guides tutorial ended like ours picked up and that was really what I worked on so it dealt with moving away from mirage so that you're dealing with like real data from your own database setting up the server all the way to deploying it so um Whereas previously, um, if you wanted to deploy super rentals, you needed to enable Mirage to work in production. So it was still kind of like, oh, look, you can deploy, but it's, you know, kind of like a demo toy app. We 
in the workshop through the tutorial, we deployed um, a full stack app that is using like real data from your database. I was able to sign up for and log into and post to one of the workshop attendees deployed apps, which was cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was yeah. definitely the highlight of the, uh, the training for me. <laughs> so one of the key things that you mentioned there is that you're pulling out Mirage, essentially. So that meant that we we're actually building the back end for this thing, because that's not part of the tutorial. The whole point of the Ember tutorial is for it to be teaching you how to do the Ember side of things. So what we ended up actually doing is making turning Super Rentals into an Offmaker app by allowing you to use the Offmaker curriculum to build the back end and the Offmaker server to do the logging into it. But it was interesting because as we started building this thing, or as you started building this thing, we very quickly realized that there's going to be a lot of work for people to do on the day. So we had to have a lot of kind of side materials or support materials for us to, like in some cases, copy and paste what it needed to look like or direct people to a particular part of like their dashboard, their Authmaker dashboard to get a particular piece of information and put into their app. So neither myself nor Julia had actually done any training before. So we didn't really know what to do. And a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, give pe people like a PDF or something to download and then they'll have the information that they need or give them access to the slides. But I don't know, I don't know what kind of encourages you to come up with the idea of this, like having a sidecar app. Do you want to kind of talk about that a little bit, Julia? Sure. Well, it just seemed the idea of a PDF or slides kind of, to me, seemed like it was overgeneralizing something that like for a workshop where everybody is working on their own app, like there's only so far you can generalize stuff like that. And, you know, we were dealing with, we supplied people with their own uh, subdomain so that they could deploy and little things like just wanting links that made it easy. Like if it's, if a PDF was telling you to install something, I kind of just wanted it to be a more, I don't know, like easier actually for the user to go through and do it. When, when it came to it, we had this, the, the pre-work app, essentially, that's what we're talking about. This thing that we were giving to people to kind of describe how to install all of the things that were necessary before coming to the training. One of the added things was that we had a little button to get them to confirm that they did the step. And we ended up having, what was it, five steps in the, the, the pre-work right. app? It was very simple, but it allowed us to like see where people were um, if we needed to like jump in and contact anybody if there was an issue. And it also made it easier, I think, for people preparing for the workshop. It was kind of a win-win-win. And, um, and it's interesting because this is kind of the topic that we really wanted to, to talk about today. This idea of a single feature application. That pre-work app had one job. It was entirely designed to just allow people to have the information that was necessary to do the steps before they showed up to the training, but then also tell us that, you know, they'd done this step or whatever. And I guess this is this is what I wanted to dig into a little bit more today. And I have a, a few ideas on how to kind of shape this conversation, but we'll see how, how it plays out. But I suppose the best thing for us to talk about, first of all, is what what does the the phrase single feature application mean to you, Julia? I mean, I, I, an app that kind of like does one thing 
well um, or something that's not as sprawling. I don't think it has to be, my idea of it isn't so like it can only do one thing, but so it's more not like just it's one button on the page or yeah. whatever. <laughs> but, but something that's not like, oh, we want it to do this and this and this, and it should also link to this. And it's like something that you can kind of get up and running and then iterate on, like add features feature by feature. But like you're starting with what is the kind of essence of your app? Like really, what is it doing? Yeah, because the, uh, the interesting thing from my perspective as well is that when we decided to, now that we had in the database somewhere that people had done various steps, the obvious next step would be for us to have somewhere where we could look to see who had done what steps, who was lagging behind. But I guess kind of like as a, a side effect of this idea of a single feature application, instead of us adding like authorization into this pre-work app so that us admins could log in and see everybody and kind of bloat the pre-work app past what it needed to be able to do, we made a second single feature application, which was our training admin app. And all it did was look at all the people who had signed up for the training and see which steps that they'd done. Yeah, it actually, I think it's a good way to think about things. Like even if we had eventually integrated the admin app into like the larger app, just like mentally, you know, mentally separating them by kind of the main functionality, I think was helpful because it allowed us to get them up quickly like there wasn't any like oh well should this should we do this because we have this other data on the training app and stuff like that it, it's a good way to be focused on like what the core functionality is and then like we could have eventually I think talked about integrating them into you know something larger but but it was useful as well because usually people think of these sorts of different apps for different teams in a company or whatever. But at this stage, it was just you and me full time at this stage because I think we had moved into the kind of full time coming up to EmberConf after we started building the, the actual single feature app for the pre-work steps. But, you know, in the morning we wake up and say, right, what needs to be worked on? Well, the the email needs to go out to all of the the, the people who are signed up. So we need to get the, the content of the pre-work app needs to be ready. So we could focus on just that instead of having like a big app where we were focusing on a particular section of it. I don't know if that's helpful as a kind of psychological thing, but it's, it's useful for me to kind of think of it in terms of, you know, we're working on a, a segmented app. This is the thing that we're working on today and we're not get distracted by something else. Don't know if that was something that was useful for mm -hmm. your mental model, Julia. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a nice way to kind of like tackle tasks, I think, and, and not get, as you said, not get bogged down making something like not being able to, I guess, deploy the pre-work app until we had finished doing something that like was really just for us on the kind of like admin viewing progress app. Like we were able to essentially like get something out faster to people, which in this case was important because we were um, on the clock. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I also want to kind of add to the conversation here is where this, this idea of a single feature app actually came from and why, why I started using it. Um, I don't know 
have, have I talked to you before about the, the kind of lean startup method, Julia? Um, a bit. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those books that, you know, was, was doing the rounds a few years ago. And for a while, lean, lean programming or lean uh, management was all the rage. But the, the thing that I always took from it was this idea of, I think they have a story about it in the middle of the book where somebody wanted to build a, like a new startup that was going and getting shopping deals for local shops in your area and then giving you recipes based on it. And like that's a single single concept, one thing that they were trying to provide. And actually what they did instead of building an app for it, the thing that they did to implement it was have somebody go into somebody's house, one person's ha- house, make it work for them manually and then automate it later and turn it into an app, turn it into a multi-million dollar company. And it's this sort of idea where it starts small, start on a, a thing that you can test, that you can see if the market wants, and then move from there to maybe adding one or two features, maybe maybe chucking it or, or putting it up for a while and seeing if people like it and build a second single feature app with your time, you know, something like that. But that's, that's always something that I've kept in mind when, when talking about it to people. And I, I really still need to write the blog post, but I, I think the way that this is working is that we're going to do the, uh, the the podcast for things that I really want to write a blog post on, and then I'm forced to kind of do a summary of the uh, the the podcast as a blog post. Uh, but we'll see. So we've been talking about these single feature apps for a while. Hopefully, we've done a reasonably good job of explaining what we mean by the term single feature app. But I think now it's best for us to move on to trying to put it in context. So what does that mean? Why are we even talking about all of this? And one of the, the examples that I tend to, to talk about when talking about Offmaker and single feature apps is this idea that I'm assuming that the people who are listening to this podcast, uh, if there are any, are all going to be developers. And I have surveyed so many developers and Almost every single one of them has said to me that they have a folder on their computer called Projects. And in there you have one or two, or maybe 20 or 40, like some people have, things that took you maybe four hours to throw together. But it was just like, you know, a little script or a, you know, a little widget, like a, a page on for a website that did exactly one thing. You know, you wanted to achieve something and you spent your weekend making it happen. And then you were like, oh, look, that's great. And it looked great on your machine, but it's still sitting there on your machine and nobody else is able to see it. I remember when you like framed it for me in that way about like small projects or just think about, you know, like something that is useful to you. You actually shared with me something that you had done that you said, oh, this really helps me manage, you know, blocks of time for freelancing and like allotting those blocks of time to clients, but using like uh, Pomodoro technique, like it was just, it was something very similar to that. And it made me um, like all of, as soon as you said, you know, like, that's really what I'm talking about when I say like a single feature app, like something that's just that's useful. It's funny how I went from like, no, I don't really have any ideas for apps. Like, that's not really my passion is thinking of like giant social networks or anything like that. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, well, you know, it would be really 
useful to have this or like this would make this work task like way easier every day um you know thinking about it like that as opposed to some large scale uh you know change the world application which is great too but it kind of opened up my concept i guess of what i thought like an app that i would build would be and this is so this is entirely why i talk about this because you know when people when people think of apps they think of facebooks you know okay facebook isn't doing so well in the in the news right now but you don't need to build something that a billion people will use you know if you want to build something that only you will use that's great that's wonderful but it's a little bit of a shame because if you find something useful there's going to be at least one other person in the world out there that finds that same thing useful so what if we were able to build those weekend projects in such a way that it is almost trivial for you to put it on a website somewhere and somebody can sign up for it and if they find value in it they can pay you a dollar a month to use it you know that that seems sensible to me and that's kind of the point of what we're trying to achieve here and that's the the market segment that we're trying to hit with offmaker at the moment people who have maybe just you know, just graduated from a boot camp or something like that, or, or, you know, beginners, or they can be intermediates or experts if they want to be, but they just want to throw something together and get it up somewhere and show it to the world, share it with people. And one of the challenges that actually comes if you want to turn like this little valuable thing into a business, one of the hardest things, and there is books, there's like a book called Zero to One, some of the hardest challenges is getting that very first customer, the very first person to pay you $1 a month for a thing. And once that first one is broken, then, you know, maybe there's 10 other people. Maybe you're charging fiver you know, a month or whatever. And then if 10 people sign up, that's 50 quid that you didn't have. You know what I mean? You'd be surprised at how quickly that kind of either provides value for you because so, you're making a little bit of money to kind of at least cover hosting costs or whatever, but also you get this really strong sense of satisfaction that the thing that I built is now live. People can go to myawesomeapp.com and actually there are people out there in the world that are paying me money to use this thing, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, often with talking about these kind of single feature apps, I I realize like how much of that happens, the kind of like dollar a month or uh, on my phone. You know, you pay 99 cents for something like small on your phone that just lets you do one thing that you couldn't already do on your phone that somehow like makes your life easier. And thinking about it like that, all of a sudden it's kind of amazing the things you think of that could be helpful. Well, it lowers the barrier, you know what I mean? It's It kind of lowers the bar to what we think of when it comes to app, when, we, when it comes to actually building an app which I suppose is, is as close to a mission statement as we can get to here in the Authmaker headquarters. Not that there is a headquarters, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's what we're really trying to achieve. Make it easier for either beginners or experts or, or anyone in between to build, come up with ideas and actually build things and get them done. You know what I mean? Like often once you come up with an idea, there's a very short window of time before either either you're bored by the idea or you run out of steam to get it up so if we can if we can shorten the effort that it takes then hopefully there'll be more people out there building little things that we're able to share with the world you know uh, one thing i want to kind of move into now to again give more context you mentioned the the pomodoro app that i built the i think i i 
have a, a name for it as clock in as in you know it's what i use to track my my time for my clients which is an interesting single feature app but maybe it's maybe it's time for us to kind of give other examples of what we mean by single feature app to kind of set the set the stage for how small or how big these things could be and still be considered a single feature app well something that i think of as a single feature app that has grown quite large is actually um Pinterest, which really, when you think about it, is just allowing you to, you know, save images that you find online in one place and kind of have a digital bulletin board. And even though it's now, I mean, like a massive company and it's a big thing, but like really, I feel like that core functionality of what it is is the same. And I think that's a good example of something that. Um, well, I think yeah. it's better than a good example. I think that is probably the best example of a single feature app that I have ever heard from anybody ever. Like, <laughs> I, I I was not expecting for you to go go straight for the kind of the the big company for this, but it's like that's that's the exact point. It's like Pinterest probably, you know, you know, there are probably lots of Pinterests out in the world. There's probably oh, I'm sure. Yeah, like, sometimes I think about like, oh, how could I build an app to save images of, you know, or like I enjoy, like I have all sorts of folders of inspiration images on my computer. And I think all the time about like, oh, like something to organize them all. But like really Pinterest serves that thing. So I'm sure that a lot of people have their own kind of versions of it. Well, this is the thing. It's like people probably have their own versions in mind. So you're probably a few steps away from getting started on a, a single feature app to organize your, what, what did you call them? Pictures of inspiration? Oh yeah, inspiration pictures, yeah. Uh, so so that's one thing, but it's like, you're in the idea phase. There's probably, not, not to, to minimize your idea or anything, Julia, but there's probably thousands of people who have similar ideas about, oh, a bunch of pictures in some way to like organize them. And then mm -hmm. probably 10% of those, so we're going down to like, you know, tens maybe, or, or kind of, maybe a maximum of like hundreds of people are are actually building a thing on their computer right now you know what i mean let's say there's a hundred people who have before pinterest came out there were probably a hundred people who had a weekend project pinterest style thing sitting on their computer but either ran out of steam or didn't make it and then that filtered down to maybe two or three people actually pushing it live but maybe it's just a matter of luck that pinterest was the one that won so if more people are able to get those little ideas out in front of people, then you never know. They might, they might blow up. They might become big, you know? Well, a huge barrier in my mind, I guess, between me thinking about building something for myself that's useful and putting it online for other people to use is login, security, authentication, payment, like all of that. Because considering like where I am in my career as a developer, that's not, I'm not an expert in those things. And usually in my head when someone says, oh, you, sh you know, you should make a, this app and, you know, like it'll become, you know, the next Facebook or <laughs> something like that. And I just think, well, that's not, no, like just because I can build an app doesn't mean I can really truly like offer it up to the world in terms of production, like just myself without help. And I feel like Authmaker kind of is a good solution for being able to get something small up, like a single feature app that does offer login and security, authentication and payment, all of that. And yet it doesn't require me 
you know, rounding up a bunch of people, like, can you help me with this? Like, I'm able to get uh, something up that someone can log into and give me feedback. And, you know, before you even get to the stage where you are thinking about, you know, like fleshing out a, a team or like, we're really going to put all of our energy into this, like, at least you can get something up. And test it, test the market. Yeah. That's, that's why I mentioned the whole lean startup thing, because they, they kind of do go on a little bit about this testing the market. And you should see if people are willing to part with cash before you spend 100% of your time on an app or something like that. I never recommend anybody quit their day job to build an app full time. So why don't they just do it as a weekend project? Make it right, earn some revenue. And then if you can start replacing your, your day job with that, that's great. That's wonderful. But yeah, uh, as a program responsibly, kids. <laughs> That's all for this episode of the Authmaker Podcast. I would love to hear any feedback you might have, especially on what you think of the new intro and outro. So you can send any of your feedback or any questions or comments you might have to us on Twitter at Authmaker, or you can send it by email at hello at authmaker.com. If you like this episode, please subscribe. You can find us on all the places you usually find your podcasts, or you can listen to us online at authmaker.simplecast.fm. This podcast and Authmaker itself is sponsored by Stone Circle, a software consulting company focused on providing CTO-level support to companies who don't have a full-time CTO. If you have a project that you would like to discuss, then reach out by email on info at stonecircle.io. If you are interested in building a single-feature application, you can sign up at offmaker.com, fill in the application form and let us know what you want to build and we'll see if we can help you make that happen. Don't forget to reach out if you have any feedback and we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.